0: We will conclude Simon Reish Mem vav today in We saw back in Sif Gimel the concept of Shvisas Behemto, where although there is a Machlokis Bez Hillel regarding Shvisas Kalim, everyone agrees that there's a mitzvah deraisa to make sure your Behema is not doing Malacha on Shabbos, and that is based on the explicit Posek, Leman Nuach Shorchav, Hamaracha. And therefore, there's an isser of lending or renting out your animal to a non-Jew before Shabbos, um, assuming that he'll use it for on Shabbos. In Sif Dalet we saw a potential heter, that was the yesh Tirim, that if the non-Jew accepts upon himself the achrayas of yukra v'zula, which means if at the time he borrows the animal, it's worth $500, and now when he returns it, it's only worth 400 then he'll have to make up the difference that level of achrayus would make it considered his, and there's no longer a problem of shvisas Behemto. However, the second opinion in Siftahal, the Yeshomrim, held that as long as the non-Jew doesn't have the authority to sell it, it's not his to the point where it takes away the issue of shvisas Behemto. And then we saw Sifhei, and Sifhei was talking about a case of a Jew and a non-Jew who own a behema Bishutfis, and they're allowed to make the condition we spoke about in Reish Memhei, when you have a Jew and a non-Jew owning a business together, that upon the establishment of the partnership, they make it very clear that Shabbos belongs to the non-Jew, and one day during the week fully belongs to the Jew, and therefore in reality they're only partners for five out of the seven days of the week. Um, if they did not make that condition, so the Mechaber said we have three Eitzes. The first, the Imyalva Yalva and Yehudi Bahalva Gemurah, if instead of letting him borrow it, you do it as a halva, which means you're giving him the value and really the behemoth itself though is totally his. He could sell it if he wants to, he just has to give you the amount of money that it was worth at the time of the halva. Then there's no issue of shvisas behemto, we view it as his. V'yesh matirim, here was a second so, where even if the non-Jew can't sell it, as long as it's a real halva and he makes, let's say, the, uh, the animal apotiki, where he says, I'll pay you back with the animal, but I'm not borrowing the animal, I'm I'm getting a halva for the value of the animal. Or if he wants to make it a mashkone, um, as a collateral to keep by the Jew, and then he chooses to use it, that would be fine, as long as he doesn't say me'achshav. So as long as the apotiki or the uh, mashkon would only go to the Jew at the end, and it would not work in a retroactive way, Again, that would be enough in the in the non-Jew's possession to take away the Paramah Shvitsah's behemto. And then the second Geshma which was the third eighth altogether, the Mechaber brings in Sefei, is that maybe just by warning him and telling him, Do not use the behemah for on and Shabbos, and if you do, automatically you're accepting upon yourself Ahrayas for even Onsim, and that would be enough to put it in his possession, taking away the problem of Shvitz behemto. Machaber told us you should write a real contract that's legally binding, um, thereby selling it to the, the non Jew to some degree. So it's enough his that it's not considered my behemoth doing work on Shabbos. So those are three eights as brought in Machaber and Sefeh. The Ramakh came along and he said, All of those are valid stadim, they're all halachalamaisa, and you could pick, pick whichever one you want. And he concluded, a Even if the behema fully belongs to a Jew, there's no partnership here whatsoever, still you're allowed to use these eitzahs um, as long as you do it in a valid way to make it as if it's the non-Jews on Shabbos itself. And this Ramah is really the source for many shtare Shabbos that happen nowadays. In Mem Hay, the case was the Jew and the non-Jew were real partners in the business and hence they were able to write a star Shabbos in the beginning of their partnership. Here they're most talking about a case where the business is owned 100% by the Jew, but he's still able to utilize a heter and create a situation where it's viewed as the non-Jews for Shabbos. And like we said before, doing a star Shabbos is not something we would just do b'shat nefesh without thinking about it deeply. It's a evid, it's and we should try to close all all business on Shabbos, but in a situation where it's a real Shasad Chak, uh, like a nursing home or like a hotel or those types of things, you can't close down on Shabbos, uh, this would be one potential Eitzah. Let us take a look here at Sivkot and Lamed Aleph. This is the first Mishnah Burah on the Ramah. Hilchah all options are valid. samlo The Mishnah Buruh says it's still more ideal to sell it to the non-Jew during the week with a valid Mechira. And to allow him to give you a down payment for the purchase of the Beheimah. And the rest of the money he'll owe you as a halva, as a loan. And he'll make this very animal, the apotiki that he, uh, he'll pay back the Jew with the animal, so he'll be batuach b'ma'osa, he'll for sure be getting back his money. And it's appropriate to make this machira in front of the dayanim of the city, for two reasons. Firstly, it should be done in the right way. And also, by doing so in front of the dayanim, the word will get out, and you'll avoid Marasai and People will know it was sold to the non-Jew, they won't think he's doing Malacha with an animal belonging to a Jew. Sivkat N'lamad Beis, Eizh mehen you could choose, says the Rama, any of the Sheitas, even the most lenient opinion the Mechaber brought at the end, where you have no authority to sell the animal, just accepting the Akhrayas, that would be enough to take away the problem of Shvizah Espehempto. Yehudi even though the non Jew doesn't have the authority to sell it, because it's in his jurisdiction regarding its appreciation or its depreciation, that would be enough to take it out of your Rishos. matirim so clearly the Ramah is holding like the yesh matirim, in Sif Daled, right? They held that even though he can't sell it, it's enough his to avoid however, it's better to do a real valid kinyon, like we said in the previous Sif shom In order to be Yotzi, according to the in Sif Dalet, who held, as long as he can't sell it, it's not really outside of the Jew's jurisdiction. Because in the world of the Yesh Machmirim, this would be a real concern of a dear Isa. But let's say you can't do the most L'Chadchila thing of doing Mechira and you can't even do the other Eitzes that the Mahabur quotes, and it's a Shashat Chak. Let's say you have fields. And you're trying to hire a non-Jewish sharecropper, but you can't do so without allowing him to use your oxen for plowing. So what am I going to do? If he's a sharecropper, so he said, there's no problem of a and there's no problem of shchare shabbos, and there's no problem of marasayin. However, it's rishes behemto. It's my behemo. So, if you can't prevent him from using the behemoth, use the oxen to plow in Shabbos, then you can rely on the Bach. We mentioned the Bach earlier, where he held that although it's clear in the Mechaber, you can't do a Hefker, you can't create a system where you're lending out your animals, you're renting your animals, having in mind to make them Hefker before Shabbos, keeping them in the non Jews' possession the Bach held, that if you do the Hefker, you make it Hefker in front of three people, that you could do the Chilo. So the Mishnah Brewer is telling us, in a Shas at Chak like this, you'd be allowed to rely on the Bach, be a first V'lo Yehovah and to make sure that the word gets out, so there's no Cheshad, no one will suspect you of giving him the animals, and thinking they still belong to you. Make it clear, you made it Hefker. V'Hefker Tzarech lios and even with the shasad chak situation where you're relying on the bach, the main thing is you have to make sure to really mean it when you make it hefker. It can't be a game. You have to really mean it. Of a below shasad chak in al halhefker, however, if it's not a pressing situation, you should not rely on the bach. K'moshia kisav nilel be mishnah burus sefkaten yudalad v'chein hiskim of darchei moshe behedya and the darchei moshe agrees. Sefkaten Lamad gimel dinu ki ilu haisa so he said, even if there is no partnership here, the animal is owned by the Jew. The, the Jewish owner could still do one of these Aits to make it that it's owned for the, by the non-Jew on Shabbos. Hine Kozehu Chaim o Mashila lo Lasos Atmo. The says, but this is only if the non-Jew is renting it or borrowing it to do his own malachah. ain't heter but for him doing malacha for you, there's no heter whatsoever. Even if you were to sell it to him with a valid kinyan before Shabbos, and therefore you're definitely getting rid of the problem of Shvizah's behemto, there's still the problem of, Marisa, of, of, sorry, of, of Amir l'akum. You can't have the non-Jew do malacha for you. Well, the accordingly, im hasusimhu let's say a Jew owns horses, and you have a non-Jewish assistant who's there to help you with all of your needs, you can't sell the horses to him and then, and then allow him to do malachah for you with those horses, because it's also to allow him to do malachah for you. Unless you hired him out for a particular task, namely to travel with the horses, to bring the merchandise throughout the entire year, that would be mutter according to the Raman that we quoted earlier in Reish Mem Meaning to say that this whole discussion all the eights is given here, they're only addressing the issue of Shvisas Behemto, but it doesn't allow Amir L'Akkum. The malacha cannot be done for the Jew. Uh, the only Heter we saw earlier on is that if you have a non-Jewish worker who's hired for one particular thing, and therefore his malacha in Shabbos is not allowing him to do more malacha a different day of the week, so there's no real Amir l'akum. Then you could allow him to do his Malacha and Shabbos, he could ride the horses, make sure to sell the horses to him, so there's no there's no Shvizas behemto, but at least you're avoiding the Mirlaakum issue. But any time there's real Mirlaakum, all of these Aitzas don't help. And even in this particular case where he's traveling around for you, you can't tell him to do so Bishabis, you can't be Koveya Malachto. Al-Adin la yasa'al matmo ain sarh lamana misa if he's traveling himself if he chooses to go on shabis to to get the shora you don't have to stop him sif katlan lamadalid rakshi sar same as long as you make it clear you make it known that it was done in a permissible way ayan bi llahish wa nu adain kadai la hatir ayde kull term alibshas alhaq All of these heterim should only be utilized by Shasad Chak. And this is really a criticism to those people who sell their oxen. They sell their oxen to non Jews that they could use it for their own malacha and Shabbos. But everyone knows that those animals belong to the Jew. There's a real Myris Iron problem there. And even though you can't make a mocha, they have what to rely on, if they're doing it in a valid way. Any bal nefesh should refrain from doing this, unless it's a shasad hak. and one should ask a Shiloh before doing so. Let's say you have a Jew that owns a horse. And one of the, uh, the governors or one of the people in leadership of the town or the city, they come and they want to rent it or they want to borrow it from you. And you don't really have the choice to refuse them. You're scared of them. You can't say no. So what do you do? I'll let them have my behema. They're going to be using it for Malachah and Shabbos. It's a uh, shvizah's so yimkerenu lo mu'at, what you should do is sell it to them for a small amount of money. v'oz yuchal ha'moshe lasso spoke her and then when he uses it, the non-Jewish ruler uses it for whatever he wants to use it for, it's not my behemo. v'yim achar kach lo sus and if afterwards he wants to return the horse and he wants to pay you for the usage, matana ba'alma we view it as he's giving you a gift but it's not real schirus because he bought it from you beforehand. <clears throat> so, with this, we've concluded Reish Mem Vav, and we'll start from Zion tomorrow, Mertes I just wanted to bring up an interesting question someone posed the other day that I think is somewhat relevant to this topic. Throughout Reish Mem Vav, we've seen, or at least we've been introduced to the subject of Shvisas Kalim, the machlokus between Hillel and Beishamai, and then we've seen the problem of Shvisas Behemto. From uh, Sif, Gimel and onwards, somebody asked me the following question. Nowadays, they not only have smartphones, but they have smart homes, where you have uh, Alexa, or I'm sure they have other brands. It's basically an intelligent personal assistant that's capable of voice interaction, of uh, providing information and weather and news and music, would you be allowed to tell this device to do molacha for you in Shabbos? Would this fall under the category of a mirlakum? Would this be a problem of shvisas kalim or shvizah behemto? That was the question. So obviously, first and foremost, there's an issue of chashmah. We paskin that using electricity on Shabbos is oser. And <coughs> it's true that if it's not generating a red hot metal, it's likely not aser mediraisa but at least we view it as an Isid So that's first and foremost the issue of Chashmal. Regarding Amir La'akum, Sir Moshe has his uh, famous tshuva where he was very much against timers. He felt that if timers were around during the gizera of Amir La'akum, that Chazal would have included timers within the gizera, And uh, for a very logical reason, like the Rambam tells us, the whole rationale behind the Is of Amir La'akum is that Chazal didn't want melacha to be happening all around us, and that would make it kal be'ineinu. We would view it in a less severe way, and eventually we would come to do melacha ourselves. So says Ramosha, timers would definitely be included in that, is sir. Yeah, he himself admits that timers for lights would be okay. So he would not seem to be a fan, uh, even putting aside the electricity issue of telling a device to do something for you, That would go against the whole philosophy of Amir Lakum. However, we do know that most poskim don't agree with Ramosha on this, and they're of the opinion that it's true, it might be a similar philosophy, but they weren't around in the times of Chazal, and therefore they weren't included in the Gezerah. So you can't say there's an Isr here of Amir Lakum. The interesting question is, and this is not so simple, there are many layers here, but would this be a violation of Shvisas Kalim? There's an Or who explains the uh, Machlokas Beis Hillel, in the following way. He says that Beis Hilo understands the, the chiv to allow one's animal to rest is based on the fact that animals are, are creatures and they have feelings and the burden of labor weighs down upon them. And the Torah says, just like you're resting, you should have your animals rest as well. Uh, Beis Shama says it's not about the animals having feelings. The Torah is rather when it says that you have a chiv of Shvisas Behemto, it's teaching you that anything that does malacha for you cannot do malacha for you in Shabbos. And that's why Beishamai extends this to Shvisas Kalem. So it would be an interesting question in the world of Beishamai, talking to this device and having it do a malacha would I be in, involved with an Isser deraisa? Of, uh, of a lack of Shvisas Kalim. According to the base, hello, it's Asr, perhaps midderabadon because of, of the electricity issue. Uh, according to the base, Shammai, there's room to, uh, to argue there might be a real derisive Shvisas Kalim. Anyway, it's Asr, and uh, we'll continue with Reish, Mem, Zion tomorrow. Metzashem.